Hi, hello, it is Josh Bow, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark, this time coming to you after a 104-102 victory against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Mavericks have now won seven of their last uh, eight games. They're three in a row after the disappointing loss to the Knicks last week. As you can tell by the fact that I'm opening this podcast, Kirk Henderson is taking the night off. He was gifted the opportunity to sit courtside by a very gracious fan of the podcast and the green room. So uh, he asked if he could take the night off to go sit courtside of this game. And of course, we, you know, we basically threw him over there, considering how often Kirk is uh, doing post game stuff till three in the morning for the site. Uh, a well-deserved night off and hey he got to see the Mavericks win although of course fitting for a Mavericks game with Kirk watching front and center uh, it was a very frustrating Mavericks win Uh, one of the more frustrating results of the season despite the fact that the Mavericks did win it was a very weird game Uh, the Mavericks looked like they were going to absolutely run away with this thing in the second half they had a 70 to 48 lead in the third quarter And basically from that moment to the end of the game, the Thunder just thoroughly outplayed the Mavericks. Um, Almost won the game, had a a possession, had the ball with a couple seconds left, down two. Uh, And thankfully for the Mavericks, they played solid defense. Josh Giddey threw a horrible inbounds pass. Uh, For whatever reason, he decided to toss it from his, his side of the court all the way to the opposite end in front of the Mavericks bench to Mike Muscala, who was covered by Tamara Jr. He's lucky Muscala even caught it. That's how uh, covered he was. Uh, And then Tim Hardaway Jr. basically just took the ball away from him, and and that was the end of the game. But the the fourth quarter was very frustrating. Uh, The Mavericks got two missed free throws from Josh Green. Tim Hardaway Jr. missed a free throw, and it was the only reason why Oklahoma City had a a chance to win with the on the final possession. Uh, Luka Doncic had uh, a, a bad turnover that on replay looked like he got fouled. Um, he Luka himself shot four of seventeen from the floor, of six from three. One of his worst shooting nights of the season. Thankfully, he went twelve of fourteen from the free throw line, which is kind of miraculous when you consider how much Luka has struggled at the free throw line. Had twelve assists, eleven rebounds. Only finished with two turnovers, had three steals, three blocks. So despite the shooting woes, he really contributed in basically every other area of the game. But it must be said that his shooting woes are, are getting pretty um, pretty ridiculous at this point. He entered the game shooting 40% from the field in the month of January. That is obviously going to, prob- to dip below 40%. Um, he's only been above 40% from the field in two games in January. Outside of those two games, he's been 38-38. 34, 34, 36, 23. Um, and then from three, he's he's under 20%, 19% entering tonight. Uh, just one of the worst shooting stretches of his entire career. Um, despite the fact that Mavs are 7-1, which is kind of interesting. Uh, if you, if Luca put up a performance like this over across eight games in either of the previous two Mavericks seasons, you'd have to imagine the Mavericks would maybe win a couple of those games at most. Um so credit to the Mavericks role players, credit to the Mavericks defense for showing up. 
Obviously, it helps playing Oklahoma City and Orlando back-to-back, two of the worst teams in the NBA. But, you know, moving on from the disappointing, you know, end to the game, you know, there were a lot of good things done at the beginning. Uh, Jason Kidd once again ran out the starting lineup of Doncic, Brunson, Finney Smith, Kleba, and Porzingis, which uh, should be the starting lineup going forward. It's the Mavericks' five best players all on the floor at the same time. Um, I really like what Kleba and Przingis can do as a front court together. It helps when Przingis is making shots, which is what he's done in the last, you know, in the last couple of games since he's returned. You know, he's made he made a couple of three pointers in his debut against Orlando. Made another one tonight. He was six of eleven from the floor, had thirteen points, eight rebounds, four blocks in twenty eight minutes. He was pretty frustrated uh, that his minutes limit came up at the end of the game and he couldn't finish the game. You know, Przingis has always wanted to play and he gets really frustrated when his, when his health or, or his condition, you know, things outside of his control really are, are holding him back. But he played a pretty solid game. Not as, not as splashy as the game against Orlando. Um, you know, he had, you know, 12 free throw attempts, which is huge for him. He had zero this time. So he had a low scoring game, but he moved well, you know, not a lot of, Bad post-ups, you know, he caught the ball in, in good positions and scored well uh, when he had the ball. So a nice clean game for him. I haven't really seen any evidence so far of his return, maybe potentially mucking up the offense as him and Luca try to coexist, which hasn't always been easy. Um, although Luca still can't shoot, uh, hit the broad side of the barn. Jalen Brunson had 14 points, but it took him 13 shots to do it. He missed all three of his three-pointers, 5 of 13 from the floor. Uh, but they played well when he was on the floor. He had eight assists and two turnovers. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, again, another just solid effort from him. 17 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals. Made four of seven from three. Just kind of another another night for him. He's just very steady in that regard. It was good to see him bounce back from the really bad Orlando game where he only had two points in 23 minutes. Uh the bench was okay. Uh, Tim Mario Jr. had another bad game, although he made a couple of decent plays down the stretch. 4-14 from the floor. Uh, Dwight Powell had a, had a really nice game. 10 points, 4 rebounds in 20 minutes. He was very active in his 20 minutes. I tweeted this earlier, but it's really nice to have a player like Powell who doesn't matter if it's game 1, game 50, game 60, game 80, game 82... He is playing with the same effort level and throughout the season. It doesn't matter what game it is or when it is. And it's really nice to see. And it really helps when the schedule gets really sluggish, uh, which it can during a long NBA season. And just Powell's movement and activity is just it's just really nice. Um, otherwise, you know, a very nondescript game, despite the way that it ended. You know, just Mavericks taking care of business. Basically for the Thunder, Lou Dort and Shea Gilders Alexander were their only offense. Everyone else kind of struggled. Um, Shea Gilders Alexander was incredible with 34 points on on 18 shots. I think the Mavericks were lucky that he was not he was oh excuse me he was not involved down the stretch. Um, you know he he don't you know he made a, a bucket with about you know 25 seconds left and then the Thunder he never. Got another shot off in the next the Thunder's next two or three possessions. Uh, so the Mavericks maybe caught a break there or at least stepped up their defense on him. And then Dort is just kind of a, a bulldozer with the way he plays. Uh, he's really fun to watch, uh, despite some of the erratic plays he makes. 
But again, the Thunder bad. Uh, Mavericks good. Uh, they have stabilized. Um, they are on pace to potentially win 50 games. They're very close. The defense continues to be solid, despite the fact that OKC scored 60 points in the second half. They still shot 43% from the floor and 31% from three uh, for the game. So, you know, the Mavericks are just doing what they need to do. They're taking advantage of a soft, the soft spot of their schedule. They're picking up some wins against contenders like Memphis, Chicago, Golden State. Um, and there's really not much more you can ask for other than, you know, hoping to see the offense get back on track. I mean, the Mavericks won this game despite shooting 39.8% from the floor, 32% from three. Um, they were 15th on offense entering this game. And as great as it is to see them turn it around so much defensively, in the playoffs, offense really does is starting to matter a little bit more trending, trend-wise. Obviously, you still need a top-10 defense to be a finals contender or a championship contender, but uh, it'll be a little spooky if the Mavericks can't seem to find their offensive groove before the playoffs start because it's very difficult to win a playoff series when you have an offense that is ranked you know, outside of the top 10. If you kind of look at trends and you look at teams that win playoff series in the last, since 2015, basically, you'll notice that teams with top-10 offenses usually get deeper into the playoffs than teams with top 10 defenses, or at least more t- more top 10 offenses win playoff series than teams with top 10 defenses. So that's something to look for uh, as the Mavericks get closer to the trade deadline. We're about a month away, and as the Mavericks get closer to the All-Star break and getting closer to the playoffs. But I think they have f- firmly supplanted themselves as the fifth seed uh, unless, you know, disaster strikes and, hey, Max Kleber hurt his knee. Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic both turned their ankles, although they finished the game. They should they should be okay uh, in terms of standings. Um, you know, Denver is right behind them, and Nikola Jokic is playing very well. But the Mavericks have a two-game lead on Denver, and Denver is still a little hot-cold with the injuries they've had to their roster. And then the, the teams below Denver – you know, the Clippers, Timberwolves, Lakers, Trailblazers, um, those teams all have various tire fires raging, and it's very unlikely that any of those teams will make a major run. So really, all the Mavericks have to worry about below them are Denver. And then above them, despite the fact that they just beat Memphis, uh, they're still five games back of the Grizzlies for the fourth seed. So it's going to be difficult for, you know, it, it kind of feels like they're going to be st- you know, stuck. I don't know if that's the right word, uh, but they're going to be kind of trapped in this fifth seed and, you know, but that's okay considering where the season was before. So Mavericks nine and one in their last 10 games. So playing even well before Luca came out, uh, came back and yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I, I mean, it was, it was a solid win. It got really weird and really frustrating towards the end of the game. Um, I think it's, you know, it's not great that the Mavericks let the Thunder back into this game, but the Mavericks also haven't played. It's been a while since they've played a clutch game, which is really funny. Um, all the Mavericks wins and losses have been by double digits, it seems like, for the last month or so. And in fact, the last clutch game they played uh, was the Sacramento buzzer beauty. Was, no, sorry, was the uh, game against Oklahoma City on January 2nd. Um that was the last time the Mavericks played a clutch game, and even then they won the game by nine. So the Mavericks haven't really had to sweat out a win in a long time. Um, so, you know, it's solid. They haven't had a lot of clutch opportunities this in the last month or so. So, you know, that helps because they've, they've struggled a little bit in the clutch. So being able to pull out this win is nice. 
don't really know what else to say. Uh, again, it's the Thunder. You know, you don't want to take take things too much from it, but the Mavericks took care of business. Uh, it's the kind of game where it doesn't really matter how you win, just win it. Because up next, the next four games for the Mavericks are Toronto, Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State. All teams, uh, you know, Toronto has made a run in the last month or so to get back in the playoff picture in the East. They're currently above 500 at 21 and 20. And then obviously Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State uh, don't need uh, reminders on how great a seasons those three teams are having. So uh, it's a good thing the Mavericks were able to stack some wins against San Orlando and Oklahoma City because these next four games will be very difficult. And to be honest, a two and two split of these four games would be totally acceptable, I feel. So that's it for me. Let's get out of here. Uh, we will return Wednesday night after the game against the Toronto Raptors on January 19th. Kirk will theoretically be back and we'll go from there. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed your, your holiday weekend at MLK day. Uh, again, Mavericks beat the Oklahoma city thunder one Oh four to one Oh two. This is Josh Bow from Mavs This is Mavs Moneyball after dark. And we'll talk to you next time.